Welcome back to another episode of Witch Bitch Show Podcast. If you are new here, welcome. I'm your host, Kristen. You can call me witch or you can call me bitch. It really doesn't matter. Just put some respect on that shit. Now, I do have a slight disclaimer, and this will help you decide whether you stay or whether you go. If you are easily offended or faint of heart, bitch, I'm not meant for you. I'm not your reader, your guide, your interpreter, your numerologist, your astrologer, your mentor, your medium, baby. I cannot help you with where you are at on your journey today. That doesn't mean it cannot change and it will not change. I'm okay with that. You have to be. Let me tell you. Hello, I hope everybody had an amazing week last week. I am... (laughs) I've been cracking up all week not even all week just that like the last three days um i totally missed an entire segment of last week's episode and i didn't listen to last week's episode until like friday and i didn't even notice it was my mom that was like where was the astrology in last week's episode Uh, i added it i missed a segment look we're all not great here i mean we're all not perfect like bitch i'm great but um when we strive for perfection we only see the imperfections so um go back to last week's episode if you do do so choose um i have added the astrology segment back in to the episode um this week you guys I look I'm gonna make sure that I get every segment in here because this is a week to not fuck around I even put that in my server today I was like this is not the week to fuck around (laughs) okay um we got a great list of crystals courtesy of crystal Pisces studio a lot of things happening astrologically this week a lot of things happening energetically this week And let me tell you, um, this week we will be seeing three podcast episodes. So this episode may not be as long as our typical one, but um, these are events that we don't want to miss. We have the new moon in Aries that's happening tomorrow. So we'll have an episode later today posted about that new moon in Aries. And then on Thursday, it's a once once in a decade you know, well, it's going to happen every two decades. We'll touch on it a little bit today, but then we have Pluto entering into Aquarius. We're getting an episode for that as well. Um, So for this episode, we won't touch too much into the astro of the week. Um, We'll get into some transit, some aspects, but we're not going to touch too much into it. And then we will um, touch on some crystals and to wrap up Manifestation March beautifully, um very beautifully especially starting this week with equinox especially starting this week with the new moon um we're going to wrap it up with all of the information in preparation for this new year 
Um, stay tuned so you can see what I mean. This week, astrologically, there's a lot going on today. Like I was saying, we have the equinox. The sun is entering into Aries at 524 Eastern Standard Time. We have the new moon in Aries tomorrow, right? Um, it still baffles me that um, some have not made the correlation to when the sun enters a new sign the new moon will correspond in that sign so um just in if you guys are still learning it, it just baffles me uh, no 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 heart feelings don't be offended by it i'm gonna teach you okay if the sun is entering a sign the moon that is new or the new moon to follow will be the same sign it typically happens within um i don't know maybe a week or so but it they're right around each other so if we see the moon excuse me the sun entering um a sign the moon will correspond with that sign because in astrology when we see that that is a new moon is when the moon and the sun are conjunct okay okay so then we know that the full moon is in the opposite of that sign um the reason why i'm baffled is because somebody was like i isn't it strange that <laughs> when the sun enters a new sign, the moon enters that same sign? And I was like, well, maybe people don't know that. So, like, let me let me help you out. Um, but yes, so if the sun is entering a sign, the moon will follow very shortly behind. Okay. Um, we also have Ramadan on Wednesday. Love to see it. And, um, on Ramadan, we have, uh, and excuse me if I'm not saying that right, please correct me. We have the moon conjunct with Chiron in Aries. That's a juicy one. Um, that's a juicy one. We can be very, very emotional on this coming Wednesday. Um, I mean, low-key, rightfully so, because tomorrow, Tuesday, the 21st, is thumping. Like, it's thumping when we're talking about transits. Um then on thursday again i'm going to have an entire episode of pluto entering into aquarius so we're just going to scratch the little teeny tiny surface of it um on that day we actually have um pluto entering in aquarius at 8 13 a.m central stand eastern standard time excuse me at the same time we have um the moon in Aries that is going to say that's going to be sextiling Mars in Gemini. Um, and then we have the moon, not even um, five hours late. No, my math is not mathing. Anyway, we have the moon entering Taurus at 2.42 p.m. So we're off the rip, going to feel that shift. And then as soon that same minute that it's entering into Taurus, it's obviously going to be squaring pluto and aquarius um and then we'll see that sextile between the moon and taurus with saturn and pisces um 
this is the transit of the decade of the next two decades um here's the thing um because i was a little bit confused as well and i'll go into depth more in this um in the actual pluto enters area aquarius excuse me um episode so yes pluto is entering into aquarius on the 23rd and then it's going to bounce around until january of next year so um Pluto is not actually going to remain stationary in Aquarius and begin its true travel through Aquarius um, nine months later in January, around the 19th, okay? So we'll see it bouncing around until June, uh, and then in June, um, it will bounce into the signs around it, or it'll even look retrograde, right? And then... We will see Pluto finally enter Aquarius where it will stay for 20 to 21 years. Um, the best way I can explain it, again, I'll go more in depth in it in that episode. Um, it's like, you know, if you fuck on one day, you got to wait nine months to have the baby, right? Like you can't just fucking get a baby <laughs> the next day. To all my listeners out there, um, okay, um, so it takes nine months, right? That's with anything, so it's kind of that same energy. Pluto's like, I mean, we doing it or what? Uh, because Pluto is a very slow-moving planet. We know that Pluto spends between 12 and 31 years in each sign. Um, this time around in Aquarius, it is going to be sitting there for about 20 years because it does take 248 years for Pluto to make his slow ass around the sun. <laughs> Okay, so this first transit and it like this first um, t uh, transit into Aquarius is it, it's like a taste, right? It's like a sample before buying it. I mean, we're, we're going to have to buy it, but it's like a test drive. Um, it's not positive or negative, but it, it's just a taste. Um, a lot of major events happened, and some of y'all know this already, but a lot of major events happened the last time that Pluto was in Aquarius. And can I remind you that the last time Pluto was in Aquarius was like in 1778. Let me look at my notes for sure. Because I don't want y'all coming at me. It was from 1778 to 1798. And they called it the War Revolution right the quote-unquote war revolution we had the industrial war the american war the french war excuse me let me rephrase that the industrial revolution the american revolution the french revolution the haitian revolution we even had the war with poland and russia right we even then had the new york stock exchange in 1792 right so there was a lot a lot a lot of um Things that took place when um, Pluto was last in Aquarius. It is um, it is like a revolutionary, right? Because when we talk about the sign Aquarius and then um, we go into the sign with Pluto, we know that we're going to see a lot of social movements, a lot of technological advancements. Um, even um, a lot of people are saying, a lot of the resources that I use are saying like AI um, revolutions evil, even excuse, evil mm, message. Uh, um, 
even um, we talk about going into digital currency. But again, I, I don't want to get too much into it. I'm just scratching the surface. Y'all got to come listen to the other episode um, where I'll dig into it. Um, Friday's pretty chill, honestly. Um, you might have some crazy ass dreams on Friday. We have the moon in Taurus that is conjunct with Uranus in Taurus. So, mm, you know, mm, Venus is also in Taurus. That's going to be conjunct with the moon. So, um, you know, sex dreams alert. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, um, one thing that I want to get into this week that's a transit that not a lot of people are talking about, and I think that it's very important that we talk about it, especially since it's like on Saturday. We're going to be rounding off the week with it, but we have Mars entering into Cancer, and I think a lot of people are so focused on this new moon, as you should be. A lot of people are focused on um, Aquarius entering into Pisces, excuse me, excuse me. Pluto entering in Aquarius, as you should be. Um, but I, I think this is also very important to consider. Um, on Saturday, we have Mars entering into Cancer, and it's happening Saturday morning. Um, this is going to increase your sensitivity, your nurturing energy, your intuition, and your actions that you are pursuing. It's going to amplify it. It's like the cherry on top of the beginning of the week. And I don't know why people and other um, creators and astrology creators aren't talking about this transit, this aspect. And it's blowing my mind. Um, I actually reached out to one of my mutuals and she was like, I thought it was just me. I think that this is um, this is something to be talked about. Um Yes, it could create us a very strong desire um, with the supporting transits and aspects, right? Um, yes, it can um, give us this desire to want to protect and care for those that are close to us. Um, not just who are close to us, but also our confirmation verb, our own emotional well-being. Um but it's going to, if we use the energy at the beginning of the week, right, when we're bringing Taurus and manifesting, um, it, it's only going to amplify that. It's like, instead of getting this energy for three to four days, we can extend this energy for almost an entire week. And um, heavy on the intuition for this um, Mars entering into Cancer. On the flip side, though, on the flip side, here we are. Um you could become very irritable and um, you could see yourself um, potentially uh, beginning some grudges that you may hold for a while um, until Mars enters um, its next sign, right? Um, or some old grudges could come back up. Be aware. Don't let don't let this one fucking energy because you want to hold a grudge. Fuck up all of this work that you're putting in. Um, in these next few, in these last few days that are going to change the trajectory of your entire next 20, 25 years, your life, right? Don't let these fucking raggedy ass grudges <laughs> fuck you up, right? Um, there is like, we always, I always talk about the neutral, right? Like I'm about the neutrality. So we have to not only focus in on the positive and what we can bring toward us, but also like 
the negative and what we can bring toward us so um it can lead to mood tweaks it can lead to irritability um again those grudges can come back or we could feel the need to hold a grudge it a grudge excuse me Uh, it's believed to increase even um the potential for conflicts right because we know mars (laughs) we know how they get down we know how miss mars gets mr mars gets down (laughs) um so we could see those disagreements especially within family relationships or even um the disagreements when it comes to um what we're bringing toward us with the new moon with astera with pluto entering into aquarius so this week i ask you um how are you going to harness this energy for your good all right when we talk about crystals so this week um i was uh, i was a little bit busy i didn't do i mean i knew intuitively like what crystals i wanted to choose but it's not always about me (laughs) okay so um this is um this is something and i had a conversation uh recently that was like you know if we're not willing to reach out for help how do we expect somebody to help us so this week um i didn't choose the crystals this week i reached out to my mutual crystal pisces studios (laughs) okay commercial break the number of people (laughs) the number of people that sent me a message hollering that my mom thought that child protective services was selling crystals y'all crack me up i was hollering with y'all um but i did not choose the crystals this week um shout out to my mutual crystal pisces studios make sure you head over to crystalpiscesstudios.com um to fulfill all of your crystal needs i will have it linked in the description box below okay baby um amazing energy amazing celestial being amazing woman amazing business owner amazing amazing y'all know i could go on and on you know how like sometimes we'd be like oh like honestly like i i feel like crystal pisces studio is my business crush like if witch bitch tarot had a crush it would be crystal pisces studio <laughs> It would be Crystal Pisces Studio, right? Um, okay, back from the commercial break. <laughs> um, so I did not actually choose the crystals this week. Um, Marley Mar did. Crystal Pisces Studios selected the crystals for this week. Um, if you are in the Discord server, um, she posted um, two posts in the Discord server. She posted the regular one, and then she also posted the extended one. Um, and if you're not in the Discord server, make sure you join. You can join by heading over to witchbitchtarot.com. The link is in my um, on my website, and it will be in the description box, okay? So, um, with this new moon energy, which is all about manifesting, because obviously we're ending off manifestation March with this new moon, duh. Um, some crystals that she called in were 
labradorite labradorite is great for protection and change also great for intuition and i love the flash on some labradorite as this one piece of labradorite is literally staring at my face right now um a good old piece of lapis lazuli it's great for again clarity and intuition uh she said carnelian carnelian aiding in actions towards goals right this crystal is also associated with the zodiac sign of aries and it's said to you know boost our self-confidence motivation creativity um but again it's also great when it comes to balancing our emotions and increasing our courage when it comes to making those um, those choices for setting new intentions and taking bold actions and uh, 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 um, I could go on forever let me open up this um, post really quick that Marley posted in the server if y'all hear me clicking enjoy the ASMR bitch anyway <laughs> um, okay I'm gonna read that after um we also have quartz here, and that is an amplifier, she put. Um, quartz is great for amplifying, um, and we know that, not just amplifying, but also to clear the clutter as well. Um, it's one of those crystals that is often slept on, and I'm just like, wake the fuck up, stand up. It has a range of purposes, and um, amplifying is one of is one of the uses, I don't know how to say the sentence, is one of the reasons why I use clear quartz in everything. Like, I put that shit on everything, right? So I will always add a little piece of quartz, clear quartz especially, to amplify it. Um, we also have red jasper, she put, will willpower and commitment to goals. Yes, yes, and yes. Um, one that I wanted to add, this is my only addition to Marley's list, is Bloodstone. And I think it is so, so, so important when we're calling toward us or manifesting or we're drawing anything to us that we fucking ground ourselves. Okay, and Bloodstone is great for grounding. And can help bring balance and stability when we're talking about the energy during the time of change and transition. And um, it also helps increase vitality or even the endurance. Um, it's For me, it increases the patience as well, that patient part. Um, it, it helps for me when we're talking about grounding and the patience. Um, it's a good reminder, right? Oh, child. So a simple new moon ritual. And again, if you're in the server, you already got this maybe two or three days ago. So I'm reading this straight from the server, um, courtesy of Crystal Pisces Studio, right? A simple new moon ritual with crystals. Uh, take a moment to center yourself and ground. Set your intentions with one or more crystals above um, that are aligned with its power, right? So you choose your own crystals. For example, set intentions with red jaspers to help you increase your willpower and commitment. Sit with the crystal for three to five minutes or longer, whatever you are guided to do. Take your journal and write anything that comes to mind. This may be the crystal talking to you, or it could be you talking to you. Um, speaking to the crystals, your desires for the coming year, because you know that this new moon in Aries, it marks the new year. Um, 
and then thank the crystal for its work y'all um i know this this new moon is um it, it, it's thumping as well and we're gonna again you guys are getting three episodes from me this week because there's no way that i could fit everything into one episode like we're already going on 40 minutes and i told you i was gonna make this shorter but you know how that goes um make sure you go and you check out marley because i know that her episode this week is going to knock the boots down because last week she knocked my boots down she knocked my neck back almost took my head off okay so what what crystals are you going to use during this new moon in aries Okay, what is the difference between a Sarah and spring equinox? Um, here's the thing. They're both associated with the arrival of spring, but they just come from different cultures and spiritual traditions. Estera is a modern neo-pagan holiday that helps celebrate spring equinox, which occurs on the 20th this year um and then we know in the northern hemisphere it goes to september 22nd excuse me in the southern hemisphere <laughs> it goes to september 22nd um and it's named after the Germ german the german goddess excuse me um astera who was believed to bring fertility and new life to earth um Astera is often celebrated with rituals, feasts, um, and decorating with symbols of renewal of nature. The spring equinox, on the other hand, is an astronomical <laughs> event. It's an astronomical event that happens twice a year. Um, and that happens when the Earth tilts perpendicular to the sun's rays, right? Resulting in the equal amount of daylight and darkness. I don't... Anyway, in the Northern Hemisphere, the spring equinox marks the beginning um, of spring, right? Um, in the Southern Hemisphere, the beginning of autumn. A lot... I, didn't, I forgot this until I read this and I was like taking notes that like even though like it's spring for us like they're over there celebrating autumn another part of the year so like it's always autumn um anyway the spring equinox is not necessarily associated with a specific um religious or cultural tradition like except anyway anyway um although it is celebrated in many cultures through history and time and it symbolizes renewal and rebirth and it marks a new year right that goes into why we associate aries with the new year well for one it's the first zodiac sign and it literally is associated literally is associated with new beginnings leadership and in intention right initiation even my mouth is watering so you know it's about to get juicy <laughs> um right um also in a lot of other cultural calendars this is actually the new year because this is why i was telling y'all right earlier in the year when i was like okay yes if you want to um 
celebrate the Gregoric New Year, that's fine. I will offer New Year readings. Uh, but I did open back up my New Year reading because this is the like this is the New Year. Like, why would you manifest and try to set new intentions when everything is cold and dead and frozen? Do you think that would be conducive to your manifestation or would it be better for you to manifest when things are fertile, when we are planting seeds, when things are growing and they are in the energy of growing? Okay. Um, oh my gosh, I'm about, I'm about to get, um, so then, um, we also have to think about the planet Mars, right? Um, as the ruling planet of Aries, Mars is um, believed to have a way or influence um, how we express ourselves and how we pursue our goals, right? <laughs> Um, it's also about behavioral things. And this is why I said it was, it's so important that we see Mars entering in to cancer when I was talking about it in the astro chart, because yes, we have this new moon in Aries. Um, you know, we have equinox, but then we also have the sign or the, excuse me, the planet that is ruling in Aries, that rules Aries, right? It's entering into Cancer. So um, that's why I wanted to put some emphasis on it. Uh, and I know that follow me, follow me. I know I'm going fast, but follow me, follow me. Um, and this goes down to a question that I asked um, some of my soul sisters in our group. And... Um, I said, energetically speaking, would you see spring as masculine or feminine energy? Um, I still have not gotten an answer um, because, you know, yes, we've had conversations and we've been going back and forth with it, but I still have not gotten an answer. And um, I think even, what was it, yesterday? I was like, I checked in and I was like, well, are we making opinionated answers or are we actually like looking energetically uh, a lot of people associate spring um with feminine energy right very nurturing and feminine energy but i also want you guys to start seeing the neutrality when we're talking about energy right so uh one of the questions that i asked especially going into this equinox that i've been journaling about for the last maybe month or so like when i tell y'all i don't i don't tell y'all to do anything i don't express anything that i haven't gone through myself and um i even started with some of my mentees um this was a prompt that i gave them as well but is spring masculine or feminine and, and for me um I, I tried to see it in that neutral space for me um with all of the facts i need to stop saying um anyway <laughs> with all the facts right um it, it's a very neutral season um Yes, it has that feminine energy. Um, and yes, it has that masculine energy, but it is very neutral. In some spiritual um, and philosophical 
I can't say that word and I don't know why I wrote it. Traditions, the energy of spring is associated with masculinity, right? But then in other, we know that it's associated with femininity. However, I think it is very important to associate them with both. Obviously, you're going to do what intuitively you are drawn to, whatever you're going to associate that energy with. And based off of your individual perspectives right do what the fuck you want i'm just giving you some information right so um i this is another rabbit hole that i went down but we can't go all the way down the rabbit hole i'm trying to make it short and sweet because i got two more episodes to record this week um my mouth is watering though for example in chinese tradition or um traditional chinese philosophy spring is associated with the element wood right which is considered masculine and is associated with growth and expansion and creativity. In Native American cultures, spring is also associated with the masculine energy of the sun and the sky, which brings warmth and light to the earth after the long dark. On other hands, a lot of people associate it with the feminine energy, right? Um, earth-based spiritual traditions i guess you could say that's kind of how i sectored it off because you know we see mother earth she's able to bloom she's shaking off the cold um you know and mother earth who nurtures and brings forth life from the soil um and again this goes back to reflecting on the goddess astera um who is again associated with fertility new beginnings in the spring equinox so for me i know that was like a whole i hope you follow along (laughs) ultimately whether spring is seen as masculine feminine disciplined or not it just depends on your individual perspective and whatever culture spiritual traditions that you follow right um so to wrap it up oh i forgot to tell you a st- who astera is this might be longer than the 30 minutes that i hoped anyway um astera she's a mythological goddess who is associated with spring we also know that um i don't know if you guys watched american gods but she's an american gods and from my understanding and the research that i've done before watching american gods it is spot on right um a lot of astera's energy was taken and utilized and kind of revamped into easter um they merged astera and jesus's birthday that's when he was what happened oh no his resurrection day lord don't get me started with jesus (laughs) and they kind of um obviously for commercial purposes and you know capitalistic purposes they combine them into one right so the easter eggs the baby bunnies the flowers the pastel colors that is actually from the goddess Astera. That's how we celebrate Astera. Um, and again, please correct me if I'm saying her name wrong. I, I've always said it like this. Uh, however, we have um, been taught or shown that that is Easter. Um, you know, 
Um, but Astera, again, she's about, um, she's youthful. She's a radiant goddess, right? She always is wearing a green gown. We see her constantly surrounded by flowers and baby animals. Um, her name means for East, right? And um, this is because we know that spring marks the time of the year where the sun rises due east and sets in due west. The goddess Hysteria is associated with the dawn and the rising of the sun with coming, changing, coming and changing seasons and the renewal of life. So the whole Easter celebration is actually is how Astera was... Um, or is celebrated uh before you know anyway that's why what i'll be saying there's a lot of pagan traditions and the things that we do but people don't be paying attention they're just like no it's the easter bunny where the fuck did that motherfucker come from where did he come from anyway how do we prepare for astera um honestly it, it depends on, or spring equinox i guess you could say it depends on your personal beliefs and your personal practices um some things that i suggest like i know that this is these are some things that i've done to my altar in my spiritual space and again do what the fuck you want these are just suggestions right um spring cleaning this is the time for spring cleaning <laughs> Astera is a time, or equinox, however, whatever, right, is a time of renewal and new beginnings. Um, so deep cleaning your home, clearing out that old energy, bringing in the new energy, um, organizing, cleaning your living spaces, whatever. If you've been waiting to clean your closet out, get that fucking old energy up out of here, right? Um, decorate your altar. I've already, like, I ordered a whole bunch of stuff. You guys know I'm traveling, but when I get back, everything will be there so I can get my altar together. Um, decorate your altar or create an altar for a stair, right? Um, your altar is your sacred space. Again, do what feels right to you. I'm just some random bitch that you found on this podcast or on the internet. Like, do what the fuck you want. Um, you can decorate it with eggs or like decorating eggs, flowers, um, little baby bunnies or anything that means or represents renewal to you. Um, using candles and crystals, whether you're anointing or dressing, if you're in the server this week, we found out the difference between anointing and addressing and excuse me, and dressing candles, right? Um, plant some seeds um, as the weather warms up it's a great time to start planting your seeds in your garden indoor or outdoor right you can um, you can create a seed starting ritual with a stare or equinox to have a successful growing season again do what the fuck you want um celebrate with food we know that it's a time of abundance it's a time of bringing toward us so preparing a feast with fresh and seasonal ingredients um again including eggs honey excuse me also foods that are going to symbolize fertility and new life um obviously based off of your dietary restrictions and needs um, and then lastly, which I think is the most fucking important, and if you don't agree, I don't give a fuck, connect with nature, take a fucking walk, observe the different signs of this rebirth and this renewal that the earth is going through, 
like budding trees, blooming flowers, even the birds that be fucking hollering at five o'clock in the morning knowing doggone well they could have settled their squabble when everybody was awake, right? You could also do some meditating outside during the changing season. All in all, all in all, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to wrap this up. All in all, this is a time of new beginnings. If your New Year's resolution wasn't working, maybe now is the time to start and have a new resolution. Don't be too hard on yourself. We get what we give. Do we have a tarot card this week? Absolutely not. No, I did not have the time to do my, no. Anyway, um... Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you look out for these episodes. We have a new moon in Aries episode coming. We have a Pluto entering Pisces episode coming. So make sure you look out for those both. As you know, I couldn't do this without you and I wouldn't want to. Make sure you head over to witchbitchtarot.com so you can see everything I have to offer and check out all of the links that I'm going to put in the description box of everything that I mentioned today in this episode. Until next time, hoes will be hoes. Bitches will be bitches. But you never know when it comes to witches. Which bitch is which and no. I do not sell owls, so stop fucking asking.